Well, 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 well. What is up, guys? Good to see ya. Good to see ya, good to see ya. Hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to our second edition of the Hill Valley AV Club. Good to see ya, good to see ya. Very, very, very excited to see you guys again. Welcome back to the theater. Hope everyone is doing well. Um... Our first episode was good, learned a little bit, learned some stuff, learned some things that uh, hopefully we will uh, improve on for sure. Um, ideally, hopefully, we'll get a little bit better as we go along, but good to see you guys, good to see you. Yes, Pods is here, what's up guys, good to see you, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's your first time here, this is the first, or the second, sorry, the second of what is going to be a monthly show that we do here on uh, on my channel. Uh, if it is your first time here, my name is Captain McFly, or if you're watching this later, my name is Captain McFly. You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Captain McFly. You'll find me there. Um, but what we do here is we pick a movie and then go watch it on your own. And then we get together and discuss it as a group. And then also talk about, um, you know, TV shows, other movies, things that we've been watching um, a little bit about myself. I work in the television industry. I'm a camera operator, technical director, and do a little bit of uh, little odds and ends here and there. But I love movies. I worked at a movie theater for a little bit when I went back to school to change my career and get into it. And I wanted to find a way to bring another passion of mine to my community, but also try to, you know, find other people that love movies and TV as well, not just games. And to kind of use Twitch as a, uh, a live format for that. And so uh, I also thought it'd be kind of a cool way too to kind of, um, you know, expand our horizons as well for the channel. So the plan is we're going to first start off talking about things that we've been watching from uh, last month to this month. And that could be anything from documentaries to TV shows to other movies, whether you've seen them before or not. And then uh, we'll move into our main discussion, which is Thor Ragnarok. So that'll be the, the main thing we do today. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get our guests here introduced because we've got two people joining us this month. Very, very awesome people. So uh, first off, um, just like I was saying, my uh, my name is Captain McFly. Um, and then I'm also joined by... <laughs> Hello. Hey, so yeah, we're joined There's by... my... There's Mike. You, yeah, I'm Spartan God fifty six, y'all. Good friends with uh, my man Cap over here. Hi. Yeah, Spartan's a good dude. We actually we met at Guardian Con. Uh, this, yes, we this, did. this year. Yes. Yeah. Seems like a long time ago though. I feel like it, it was uh, some time ago, but yeah, it's this year apparently. I know it's crazy, right? And one of the yeah. things that I found out very quickly is that. It, it was somewhere like at one of like the first meetup bars or something outside of um, outside of the con. And uh, I quickly found out that you're a bit of a movie buff. Yes, I, I would say so myself. Um, I think our first conversations that we were talking about, one of the movies that we were kind of yapping on about was uh, actually uh, one of the inspirations for your themes. Uh, you know, the whole McFly thing, Back to the Future and everything. And right away I saw his his eyes light up. I call him Cap, by the way, for instead of the whole Captain McFly. But yeah, Cap's eyes lit right up. We started talking mm -hmm. about the the all the wonders of the Back to the Future series, and uh, right away we knew we were going to be good friends right after that. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Seriously, like the moment that we started just nerding out about Back to the Future and just other movies, I knew it's <laughs> like 
I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. This guy's a good (laughs) dude. This guy's a good dude. And uh, we're also uh, joined by uh, one of our subs and uh, one of our good friends in our community, uh, Zombie Girl. Zombie, are you there? Did we lose you? Uh-oh. Uh, all right. <laughs> she was here. Hello. There she is. Ah, there she is. There's Zombie. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having uh, a little bit of issues with trying to figure out when my cue is. Um, but hi, my name's Zombie Girl. I've been here for, I don't know, maybe five months, I think. Oh, you've been and, here longer um, than that. I love this place. <laughs> is the greatest streamer ever. Awesome. Well, thank you so just, much, Zombie. Just the small things. <laughs> um, he's the first streamer I ever subscribed to, and he's got one of the best communities I've ever seen, and I love it here. Well, thank you so much, Zombie. And uh, one of the things that we do here is, um, or at least that we're doing with this show, is four subs is uh, one of the perks I want to kind of give for them is like, hey, you know, if you would like to be on the show, if you're able to be on, if you're able to see the film on your own, you know, as a, as a perk, you can uh, join in on the roundtable uh, discussion uh, live with us here on Twitch, which I think is kind of something that's kind of fun. It's, it's a good way for us to get to know um, more people within our community and uh, just another, you know, benefit to uh, your subscription other than, you know, all the other awesome stuff and the emotes and all that good stuff. Um So, it has been a month since our very first episode. Our first one was uh, Back to the Future, which is, I think, the best way to kick off a Mm -hmm. uh, a movie discussion show. And we were originally going to be planning on doing one where we could do a movie that we could stream. Like, this would be like a movie you could watch either through Netflix or through Amazon or through Hulu, just for ease of accessibility, because, you know, going to the movies can be expensive. Going to the movies can be a little expensive. And uh, this way, the barrier to entry is a little bit lower, but... I went and saw Thor Ragnarok uh, with my uh, my newborn son and my wife. And after I left, I was like, I really want to talk about this one really bad. And <laughs> so I messaged Spartan and Zombie. I was like, hey, uh, are you guys cool with maybe doing this one? And thankfully, they both said yes. And they were able to uh, to get out and see it on a, on what I would consider short notice. So thank you guys for accommodating, um, you know, an audible on my part. Oh, it was it was it was no part at all. I mean, I was uh, I'm a big Marvel DC fan, and mm-hmm. and going to going to see that movie it was on my calendar, man. It, it was uh, I was ready to go. I saw it on Thursday instead of Friday when it came out, just like nice. I saw the uh, the new Justice League movie Thursday instead of Friday. So I I'm one of those kind of guys where I can't not wait till Friday. I watch it Thursday night. Yeah, so pretty <laughs> excited about those kind of movies for sure. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Marvel's like a pantheon. I love it. It's the best thing in the world. So uh, I was always going to see this movie. There was no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was as well. I mean, kind of fun fact about uh, our my family and I guess my uh, my wife, uh, Mrs. McFly. Um, we are definitely a Marvel house, first and foremost. I like DC. I like Batman. I grew up with Batman. But my big thing is that I um, was so happy to marry a wife that wanted to walk down to a song from the original Thor soundtrack when Mm. we got married. So if you're not familiar with the track, uh, you guys can look up uh, Can You See Jane, and there's a violin solo that is so beautiful, so gorgeous, and oh my gosh, it's so good. And I've also got a pretty sweet, um, I collect uh, some screen print posters occasionally, some like movie ones, 
I've got a pretty sweet uh, Thor poster on the wall done by uh, Martin Anson, a uh, fantastic artist. It's uh, actually the Avengers series of the Thor poster, so it's actually pretty rad. Uh, if you don't know what it is, Google it. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And nice. Shady. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely going to see this movie no matter what as well. Um, but before we kind of dive in a little <clears> deep <throat> into uh, into our discussion about Thor Ragnarok, what have you guys been watching lately? You know, movies, TV, you know, what's what's kind of caught your eye uh, in between? Zombie, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. So I guess Zombie's having a hard time hearing me uh, through Discord, I guess, for some reason. So she's, I guess, uh, I've been uh, watching Punisher. Um, I just finally finished that today. This whole, I'm having a hard time hearing, but um, Punisher has been, like, what I've been into for the past, like, three days. Uh, my husband and I, finally, we finished it today, and I'm just going to say, anybody that's not caught up, just beware of the end of episode 12. Oh, oh that, doesn't, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> I'm actually scared now to finish watching it. <laughs> the end of episode 12 is... Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've, uh, uh, we, we wow. started to watch it. Um, and we and, are... Uh, and then I think we we've been re-watching Doctor Who. Because it's like one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I've been watching for the past few weeks. Hmm. Nice. How about you, Spartan? What's what's been on your uh, your dock? Uh, you know what? Before before the the Hill Valley AV Club kicked off, um, Zombie and I were actually discussing Punisher because that's something that we're both watching together. And uh, I think I believe I spoke to you about it slightly. And and uh, yeah, we're we're I'm about halfway uh, with, uh, through with Punisher, and um, that's that's actually the the one I'm watching recently as well. So Zombie and I have that in common. Um, the character um, Punisher, who's played by John Bernthal, he's an American actor. He's uh, he's brilliant, man. The guy, I feel like the guy really like he has so much emotion in his character, and it just comes out through the screen. You can feel it, you know, when you're when you're watching the show. Uh, John Bernthal really encompasses rage, like really well, mm -hmm. and uh, he he is a he is a tremendous actor. He. He's been great uh, in a few. He's he's a very notable actor. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen Walking Dead. Um, he was one of the characters. Uh, spoiler alert: If you guys have not, you know, watched Walking Dead, uh, you know he he only lasts a few seasons, and um, he's actually one of my favorite char characters in the series. And um, yeah, he was brilliant in there too. Even to this day, I'll watch Walking Dead and be like, Shane, Rick is Shane now. Like mm. the Shane that was that was you know whatever I, I don't want to say too much but whatever happened to Shane at the beginning was was uh, an injustice because Rick is the person mm -hmm. that Shane Shane was at the beginning that they had to get rid of so right. and, and for me it's like for me it's like uh, his 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 he's really good at getting a character making it come to life and then you really like falling in love with that character i think it's very important for for viewers to actually care about a character their their welfare their their what's going on with their storyline when they speak when they speak people will listen because they actually care about that character and i think he's really 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 good at that uh, he's a very superior actor I feel like the show Punisher, uh, it, the the pace is is so right on. It's a slow, steady pace. 
that builds a beautiful picture uh, of of the life of uh, John, of uh, Punisher, and um, I think their pace is is great. It's a simple plot, uh, and one of my favorite aspects of the show so far is it starts off with a bang. I love movies, I love TV shows, anything that starts off with a bang. To it, it's it's actually a, a really good technique in writing. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you can capture their attention right at the beginning, you'll keep it. And, and um, they they did that really well with Punisher. Uh, just like 007 series with James Bond and everybody, um, it, it, right at the beginning, they capture you and you want to continue watching. Uh, I love that about Punisher. So it, it's it, it's got me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I cannot wait to watch the next episode. And I'm, I'm about six episodes in, so pretty uh... excited about it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mrs. McFly and I, we, we've been binging uh, Punisher as well. And Mrs. McFly hated Shane on Walking Dead. And so oh, she, no. she has, she had, well, be, because of the, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, because of the character, um, it's one of those things where I understand, but because, you know, he becomes a guy that you feel for, like you understand mm-hmm. what he's feeling. You understand why he's making the decisions he's making, but at the same time, it's like, dude, back off. <laughs> and, but he did, he did such a great job, though. He did such a great yeah. job with it. And um, he also did a fantastic job in, a, I don't know if you've seen Fury, um, a very similar oh, role. Oh, he was phenomenal in Fury. In Fury as well. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, great. He was, yes, indeed. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, John Bernthal is a great actor. And I'll, I'll second what you were saying, too, Spartan, that if John Bernthal does not get an Emmy nod... Mm. it will be a grave injustice to what has been one of the a fantastic performance of a person um showing you ptsd um you know having stuff drilled into your head and sometimes those guys i mean i'm i don't speak from personal experience i have not served um but you know the way that it's been described to me and you know through my studies in college as a as a psych major i was going to be a therapist before i took a hard right and chose a different path um but you know ptsd is a real thing and it could be a a difficult thing to show and i think john bernthal has done a fantastic job of showing you how somebody can just be so robotic automatic and just you know so efficient in his in his movements i mean it's it's fantastic action it's it's a great show um and this kind of leads me into kind of how I'm feeling about this season's of Walking Dead right now. I'm a little sad. I'm a little disheartened. Um, yeah, it's... I'm about two episodes behind right now. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I literally just uh, got rid of my cable because uh, it was one of those things where after a year, all your little deals that you got just go out the window and you're charged full price for everything. So right, all of a sudden it's like you went from forty dollars to now three hundred dollars. Like what? That almost, bro. Like I'm looking at a two hundred dollar bill. Gross. And it's just it's just me living in this house, you know, Mm -mm. by myself. And I'm like, this is insane. So I'm gonna have to get rid of my cable for a little bit. I keep the quality internet. I even upgraded my internet. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I I uh I'm having my mom right now uh, uh DVR record uh. The Walking Dead. So it's shout mom. out to Spartan's mom, GG's <laughs> mom of the year. She's excited about it because she's like, "Oh, now there's more reasons for you to come and visit me." I'm just like, "Oh my god, you got to go there." <laughs> there you go, man. Mom's got to do what mom's got to do. 
Mom's yes. got to get the kids home somehow, not just for Thanksgiving it, and Christmas. It's so awful because I'll go on YouTube and and I I follow so many people on YouTube, primarily gamers and mm-hmm. and, and and content creators and stuff like that. Right. And uh and dude, they'll be, they I I understand that they try not to do spoilers, but there'll be like a picture, like uh you know you know the picture of what their video is going to be about, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll and then it's like talking about what just happened the night before on the walking dead. So I'll see the picture and I'm like, Oh my God, why is, why is his face covered in blood? Like what just happened yesterday? And I have to dip and dodge between posts and and all kinds of stuff because people are constantly putting spoilers out there. But uh, yeah, dude, it's top of the priority list to, uh, to get those two uh, watched so I can finish the season, man. I'm so far behind in walking dead. I've given up. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to finish. Yeah, I mean, the way it's been going this season, like we, we're only about a week behind, and we're we're in a similar boat too. We've cut cables, so whenever we buy uh, TV shows or to deal to watch shows, we have to buy them. We buy them a la carte, and so we're gotcha. like, well, Walking Dead's been a show we've enjoyed, and so we picked it up again for this season. And a nice. couple episodes in, it's like, wow, we're kind of slumming right now yeah. a little bit in terms of just yeah. action and you know to me somebody that you know i like to pay attention to audio and just certain things and you know i mm-hmm. i understand how firearms work i am a bit of an enthusiast personally and when i see just certain things just not happening and yeah, yes. yeah like if there's no shell casings coming out or if there's no recoil or just like there's things that just happen, and it's like, or, uh, yo, yo, Cap, how about this? How about like, uh, like the old Metal Gear Solid, uh, snake with with the unlimited, uh, uh ammo bandana. I know, like, right? All these cats running around with clips with no end, just going that town with AK-47s. Which, which, by the mm. way, if you were to fire AK or M4 for more than a few seconds, you'd completely run your clip. And well, these dudes are sitting there spamming. I know, like, and they're just going and going. my air out, like, stop it. So, the worst one for me. Chose a Glock or something that doesn't have a hammer, and it makes the noise of a hammer cocking. Yes, or or like um, when they're taking the safety off, and it's like... Yeah. Um, oh, I hate that stuff. It's, it's like there's that... That's not there. What are you doing? I know. Oh my God. It happens all the time. And this season, too... Like this, this to me was a big offender. Cause to me, it's like, all right, whoever's doing audio just got lazy and probably just went to the audio bin and was like, that looks like a, a rifle sound one, rifle sound two, <laughs> rifle sound three, yeah. just drag and drop. Because when ugh, there are certain, there's sound guns and just loud noises sound different inside versus outside. Mm. And you just, yeah. you, you there, it just sounds different. It does, you know, there's different sound reflections and things like that. And when somebody's outside, the, the weapon should not be sounding like it was fired inside in a range or inside a big warehouse. Yes. It's outside. And it's also the bigger, biggest offender for me as well is when you're showing me a, a, you know, a cool angle shot, like a low angle that's kind of tight. And you're showing like, you know, the, the weapon being like a, like an AR 15 being shot and you're showing me where the ejection port is. And I'm not seeing anything come out of that ejection port, but I'm seeing the muzzle flash terrible it's like guys i know you wanted to make the tiger look awesome but at the same time don't skimp on those things at least for the close-ups i mean if you're going to be doing a close-up shot like a hero shot i mean come on like that's just lazy it's lazy 
And I think it's I think it's awesome that that you notice these things because of the industry that you're in. Like you're you're talking about stuff, a lot of stuff that you've said that I hadn't even noticed at all. Like uh like the real subtle things like like mm-hmm. Herschel Herschel on the farm back in I believe season two or three, uh where he's going to town with a shotgun for about maybe 15 minutes and never reloads <laughs> once yeah he's just like kush, kush, kush. Yeah. He's, just, he's just cycling that shotgun it's like dude he's maybe oh. got five hundreds of rounds maybe <laughs> yeah realistically it's like he's got at most five if he's got the extended tube there's no way he could go <laughs> 10 times without going oh nailing, nailing Oh headshots gosh. galore i mean mm. those are the things that i noticed but yeah dude that's pretty interesting that you notice all that extra stuff sure and then you go to a show like punisher where you can tell there's they, they paid attention in the details like especially with firearms and uh tactical training like each actor whether they are just someone that works for homeland security or even just the nypd to the people like john bernthal who's playing the punisher a very well-trained character um, as Frank Castle, you could right. see that effort was put in here to make the character fill the role and right. to the nth degree, like every movement makes sense. There are things coming out of the weapons as they're firing them. They're cycling it properly and handling it properly. Budget was clearly allocated to make that effect happen right. and to sell it. And if you're so like in walking dead, we're, I mean, if you're current, it's a point now where zombies aren't as much the threat anymore. People are kind of the threat now, and Absolutely. people are warring with each other. And this isn't much of a spoiler, but there's a lot more guns involved. And so right. if you're going to be showing a lot more guns, then maybe be ready to you know, make it look like that they belong and are actually functioning in the world a little bit. How do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about the like okay for instance in the Punisher mm-hmm. um, and and I first saw this in the movie Rambo with Sylvester Stallone uh, the most recent one uh, okay when people get when people get shot instead of them using props like like a, a an ex, a, like a small explosion like a tiny one mm-hmm. and then a bullet hole and then you see blood splat I'm sure there's this is technical name for that that you know of cap but. Um, now they use like primarily 100% CG, and I feel like it's it, it looks cool, but mm-hmm. it's very apparent. I feel like it stands out only because light when lighting comes into effect, um, it's, yeah. it's a slightly different color than what the lighting should make it look like, you know? Right, and I think a lot of that is budget. Practical is not cheap. You know, okay. it's it takes a lot of extra effort to yeah to make it look make it there and to have makeup do it. For me, CG. Some of the best examples, I mean, Jurassic Park to me is one of the best examples of CG because they used it to sell a little bit more of something that was already there. You know, you go practical where you can and use um, use CG and digital effects to... It's why and, Jurassic Park still stands up. Exactly. I mean, there's still a few scenes, like uh, the big brontosaurus is looking a little, you know, long in the tooth, but the majority of it, though, still looks great. You mm. would think those dinosaurs existed. You would think right. they were actually walking around, because for some scenes, they legitimately are. They're puppeted and, you know, being manned, and then for the extra scenes, or extra little bits, you know, they use CG just to give you that extra little bit, to give you that little more suspension of disbelief. Right. And, um, you know, a good example, though, of CG, you know, with blood and stuff, uh, Breaking Bad, um, a lot okay. of the bruises and stuff like on Walter White's faces or like if they have like a bloodshot eye or bruises under their skin, 90% of that is CG and was not practical. That was done after the fact in in post. Oh, 
And so, which is pretty amazing. So it can be done, but just don't go over the top. But, right. um, but I, I hear you though. It's one of those things where you start to see it more and more. A lot of it is budgetary. It's cheaper. It's a little bit quicker. Um, but at the same time, if there's not enough time to put in to, you know, sell it more and there's certain things you could do with lighting or certain things to kind of sell the moment or sell the effect or just don't linger right. on it too much. I mean, there's ways to get around it, but I do right. agree. It, it is a trend that's happening a lot more with CG just being more efficient, but at the same time you, and most people are able to tell the difference between good CG and bad CG if you watch a lot of movies, I mean, most people maybe don't care, maybe don't know, but I, to me, it's, it stands out. And I'm sure it does for you too. Like if it looks like it was pretty weak sauce or pretty, and even then, like they're not trying to be lazy, but you could tell if a post house had more time or had more budget, you can right. tell the difference because you don't notice or you don't, you don't have that moment to even think about it because it's seamless. It's like an example mm-hmm. of a good edit, a good, mm-hmm. a good and well edited film or TV show. You don't even think about it. You're right. If you, if you had time to think like, wow, that was weird. That was edited weird. It's a bad right. edit. Right, right. So. Uh, kind of like, kind of like, uh, I think, I think the, uh, the, the proof is in the pudding. And, and I believe that what encompasses the most as of recent is uh, uh, Mr. Caviezel, Superman. I'm sure everyone has heard of uh, what's going what's what's going on with that with his little stash. I'm sure people have heard of that as a late. I've heard it's some a- rumblings about it. So tell me about it. Oh, it's a big deal. Oh, I, I can see you're very meticulous with uh, with the details in, in CG and all in editing and all this stuff, which is great. I'm not surprised. Uh-huh. Um, but oh my God, it's going to send out like an elephant in the room for you, Cap. Uh, I hope you can get past it when watching Justice League. Oh boy, because uh, it, it's one of those things, and it's it's kind of a big deal online right now. Um, it's like you know, I guess the deal with it is uh, uh, during the original shoot. Which with uh with 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 Snyder he he uh he he was shaved you know he's clean cut mm-hmm. looking dude great looking dude physique like like a champ yeah and and uh you know clean shaven as Superman is and mm-hmm. you know when they went to go do a lot of reshoots with the the, the sub and director um he was under contract I forget with studios I want to say Warner Brothers uh for he is actually the i don't know if a lot of people know he's the 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 new villain in the new mission impossible movie that's going to be coming out next year ah so he had to rock the stash for that role he could not via contract cut the stash so they had to digitally remove no in every scene that he did a reshoot in oh my gosh folks bro it's so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh no! It, oh, it's to the point, cat, where oh. you're look, you're watching, mm. and it's so distracting that you can't help but think, "Hold on, that doesn't even look like Caviezel at all." That makes like, me sad. It's a, it's a different man. That saddens yeah. me. It's it's a trip. Oh my gosh! Has, well, has anybody? We should just kept CG chat, stash. <laughs> has anybody in chat seen what we're talking about here? I mean, it seems like goodness. a few people have. Like, goodness gracious, man! Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that saddens me. Yeah, Captain Stillbeard knows what I'm talking about. Hey, and real quick, I just thought Cap is here. Uh, the other Cap, my other buddy that I call Cap as well, Captain Stillbeard. Uh, shout out to uh to a lot of a lot of people in my community that are here right now. Thank you guys for coming on over and uh, supporting my man McFly over here and. Please, guys, if you're not following him, give him a follow, guys. He is—he's a—he's a, he's a top tier dude, top tier streamer, 
and uh he's, he's a good friend and our friendship is just going to continue to grow guys so if you're not following already hit hit that follow button subscribe to the man uh support him he, he's a innovator man this whole thing uh the av club is 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 a good thing i'm glad to be a part of it well, thank you so much dude much love much love and guys we'll we'll get to, we'll drop some links and stuff for everybody at the end as well so that way everyone can get a chance to find everybody on the big wide internet but thank you so much dude Good words, good sure. words. Appreciate it. And sure, thank you for man. being a part of it as well. I appreciate it. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, dive into our uh, discussion of um, Thor Ragnarok. But to give everyone a bit of a refresher, we'll watch a little bit of the trailer to kind of prime everybody up just a sec. So nice. Let me, let me get this uh, queued up here real quick. And boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. All right, here we go. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Did I win? No, I won. All right, that's from Thor uh, the Dark World. Or not Thor the Dark World. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Not Thor the Dark World. Uh, one of the brand, the newest installment in the Marvel series, directed by Taika Waititi, starring Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, fantastic movie. Um, my initial impressions are, um, I liked it a lot. I liked it a whole bunch, yeah. a whole bunch, like truly, um, like I have a, I have a, what, a like a film diary. It's uh, called letterbox.com. So mm. if people aren't aware of it, it's a letter B O X D.com. It's a cool way to kind of keep track of all the movies that you watch. You can rate them. You can make lists of stuff, but a list that I have going that I've been keeping for a little while is I rank the Marvel films and uh, Thor Ragnarok has breached my, uh, my top five and wow. might okay. even be one of my top three or four of all the Marvel films. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, so the, the summary here is uh, imprisoned. The almighty Thor finds himself in a lethal gladiatorial contest against the Hulk, his former ally. Thor must fight for survival and race against time to prevent the all powerful Hela from destroying his home and the Asgardian civilization. That's the uh, IMDB plot summary. Um, but yeah, guys. So what did you, what did you guys think? A zombie, what'd you think of uh, Thor Ragnarok? Um, well, I would like to say that when you were listing the people that star in it, you forgot one important name. You forgot Jeff Goldblum. The gem mm. of this movie. He was left out intentionally. That man was amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no joke, no I joke. I really loved this movie. I thought Taika Waititi did an amazing job, both as the director and as Korg. Like, Korg was, like, the surprise, like, oh, my God, every time he opens his mouth, I'm going to laugh. Oh, uh, it was no so question. good. Like, oh, yeah, man, what's up, bro? 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Something. Nope, another Doug. You, you sound exactly like him right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Um, but I just, I thought it was fantastic. Like, I, I was a little bit let down with Thor Dark World. Like, the Dark World, like, it was okay, but it wasn't, like, more comedic and more in the veins of Guardians of the Galaxy, which are my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Can't technically count Deadpool because it's not made by Marvel. But the right. Guard- in, in the MCU, the Guardians movies are my favorite, and this kind of followed more along those lines, and I think that's why I loved it so much, because it was just flat-out hysterical. Agreed. Yeah, it, it brought so much, so much color and fun. And I think I tweeted it out like after I saw it. Um, but you could, if you want to know what Marvel's voice is and kind of what their cinematic universe that they've been building is all about, or at least their current trend, this is a prime example of the direction that Marvel is going in. You know, they they want to have fun. They want to have a lot of color, a little bit of seriousness, and a little bit of action, but lots of fun at the same time and mm. i i agree this was such a great 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 film and uh, uh taika is a fantastic director as well you know one of my favorite movies of last year the hunt for wilder people fantastic movie starring uh sam neill um really 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 awesome fun indie movie about a misfit kid that thinks he's a hip-hop star and um is an orphan and uh you know ends up going to live in the bush in uh in new zealand and uh, fakes his own death because he wants to get away, and things kind of go crazy from there. Super worth checking out. Um, but yeah, it's another film directed by Taika, who's also a Kiwi. And uh, it was kind of nice. it was kind of fun to see the amount of uh, New Zealand actors present in uh, in th- in this film. You know, Taika himself uh, voicing a character as well, but also um, you know Carl Urban coming in as um, as Scourge. Um, another famous Kiwi who's uh, done a lot of sci-fi films. I think he does a great job as uh, as Scourge, the conflicted character who um, kind of, you know, wants to belong, but at the same time wants to have a higher self-importance with uh, within Asgard and, you know, sees an opportunity with Hela mm-hmm. and um, kind of takes it. But even then, it's kind of, he does a great job of, you know, eventually getting to that uh, point of no return or leaper you know, get off, you know, poop or get off the pot where you decide, do you want to uh, keep going down this road or there is still time to redeem yourself if you decide to go back, mm. um, which I thought was great. But then also, um, shoot, what's her name? Uh, Tessa Thompson, another Kiwi. And then um, so it's always kind of it was good for him. And I think it's awesome that he brought along, you know, people from from his country, from New Zealand to give them a bit more of a spotlight. Um not only as a New Zealand director, but also showing off some uh, New Zealand actors who are quite talented. Nice. And then, um, oh yeah, what what uh, what we do in the shadows? Another fun film as well, uh, also directed by Taika. Um, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Really worth it. Um, one of the things I also loved in this movie as well was getting a chance to see Heimdall, played by uh, Idris Elba, get Ooh. some uh, get some serious screen time. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Like, Happy about that. Right? Like, just swinging that claymore around with that big old sword and just, like, really, you know, being kind of like, um, 
you know, kind of like the Robin Hood almost of Asgard, but also kind of, you know, running this underground railroad of helping people get get out of Asgard and find safety yeah. and just trying to go and save as many people as he can. And, you know, a character that, that, that really... That yeah, they, they need they need to use they need to use him so much more. I'm glad, like you said, they expanded his character. I'm actually hoping hoping. I mean, look, he's he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I love Marvel and everything, but man, do I want him to come over to DC and 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 and, and play a Green Lantern character? My God, I think he would be amazing. And I I would watch that Green Lantern movie. Yes, if, if he was it. I've heard um this I heard talks like they were maybe looking at eventually rebooting uh, James Bond when Daniel Craig wraps up and maybe going with an African oh, wow. African style Bond yes. and I think Elbow was on the short list, but he may yeah. be too old by the time he gets there. I don't know, but I think he'd be a fantastic yeah. Bond. Oh, he cleans up nice. Uh, that man is so slick and cool. Mm-hmm. He would be he'd be wonderful. He has the British accent already, uh. So yeah, he yes. he'd be wonderful. Absolutely agreed. Um, and then also too, it was, uh, another, another movie where we had Loki again, played by Tom Hiddleston, who I think, you know, did, does a great job as Loki, but do we think we're kind of getting to the end of our time with Loki? I hope so. I mean, (laughs) I I mean, it's part of it's one of those things where I love him. I think he's great. He's Um, a phenomenal actor and his portrayal of Loki is, is, is top tier. mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a very mischievous guy. He plays that, plays it off really well. He's a good actor. Um, I'll just say this, change the track. Like, I feel like it's the same every single time with this guy for how many movies, Mm -hmm. like we understand. And, you know, they, they almost played into that, like with Thor actually, um, like you know, he Thor saw his plot and then kind of twisted his plot around in on himself. Right. He so, he so even calls it out. Kind of, like I know what you're gonna did. do. Like it's he whatever. Did. I know how yeah. to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like it's I almost just, like a, a little bit of a joke, even. But at the same absolutely. time, he's he's great. He is awesome. Yes. He is super yes. great. But at the same time, it's one of those things where maybe Loki kind of needs to go do his own thing for a little while. I, yeah, I think he just needs to decide on what he's, what he's going to be. Like, I'm so mm. tired of, of, of him, like me loving him and then me being really annoyed by him and be like, dude, kill this guy already. Right. Um, I, I, I understand uh, the loyalty of brotherhood and the family, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff. But I, I just feel like, dude, like, like, like encompass the character, encompass a role. And then run with that, and then we can kind of continue on with the story. But I feel like he's pulling the same old, you know, tricks and and pulling the same pranks, and it's just like, all right, dude, like, who are you? I want to feel comfortable with you now, and I don't, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And um. Oh, oh yeah. my God, Pods! What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Pods! Well, that's good to know, Pots. I know, right? There, the, the bar has been this year. the bar has been set, man. <laughs> but yeah, another thing, I do want to spend some time with this: Jeff Goldblum as the Grand Master, oh, oh also known as the Just Gift, the Grand yeah. Gift of this movie. Goodness, man! So funny. One of yeah, so right? Like such a talented actor, and just brings yeah. like full on one hundred and ten percent Goldblum in the best right. way. The best way, just the man has like impeccable timing and yes. just does a great job with his dialogue delivery and is just a funny dude and just this weird eccentric guy, but somehow finds a way to like twist things to be in his favor. 
Like, mm. it's like, oh, hey, this revolution happened, and you're welcome. I'm someone to overthrow, so things are good. And they're like, uh, <laughs> what? And they're like, no, 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 we're not falling for that again. He's just sarcastic about everything. I love it. And his voice just totally, you know, it, it, it's like ear porn. You love his voice. Mm. He's, he's very witty, the things he says. My favorite scene uh, with him in it is uh, the, the part where his partner kills the dude that's in the seat next to Thor. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa why'd you kill him for? Like, <laughs> oh, that's not time for that. What are you doing? Right? That scene had me rolling in the theater. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 hang on. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh it's so good yeah. um and how about um mark ruffalo you know we got some we got to see hulk again which is great we finally mm-hmm. got to that was kind of one of the things that this movie answered is um you know during you know civil war we got to find out what was going on with thor and uh, and bruce banner because they were mm-hmm. not present in civil war mm-hmm. well this is where they've been and this is what they've been doing you know they've been right, they've been right. gone for a while hulk storyline right yeah it's kind of fun yeah. how they infuse that i think it that's a good take on it, on it. yeah right yeah zombie could you i don't know too much about the the planet hulk story do you are you able to kind of enlighten us a little bit so um in planet hulk um while they did bring some elements but like in what i've seen of it um basically hulk becomes the savior of a planet and like he ends up ruling it like okay. he basically rules a whole planet and i think it's the car don't quote me on that it's been a very long time since i watched planet hulk or read the comic books but yeah so judging up, like ruling an entire planet and um meep is like the insect guy is a big character in the planet hulk storyline and okay it's off that he's a glad hulk is a gladiator like you know like he is in the movie but he rises up the ranks and eventually overthrows the government. Ah. Planet. Okay, so they actually it they is a kind of fun it. play on it then. Like it's uh, a it's oddly I mean, similar. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, it's it is similar um, to kind of to Planet yeah. Hulk then. Like, you know, he's he's still the gladiator, but one thing that's kind of interesting too is, you know, we're not like entirely sure how long I guess Hulk has been on this planet. Um because you know when you know, Loki and Thor, you know, get, you know, pushed out of the Bifrost beam as they're coming back to um, to Asgard when they first encounter Hela. You know, when we find Thor and when they find when Loki meets or when they see each other again for the first time, we find out that um, that Loki had been there for two weeks, whereas Thor had only been there for less than like 20 minutes or less than a few hours. And so. I mean, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, so we don't know if, you know, Hulk had maybe been there for years or I think right. it was two years. I think I remember them saying two years. Yeah, two they years, did, I think. It was. They did say two years. But again, like you said, like it was two years, like, uh, I guess their time. But right. how long is, is two years there, you know? Exactly. That's the one thing that right. I'm wondering as well. Like, you know, you know, Thor is telling Bruce, like, hey, you know, it's been two years since you've been here. But we don't know if, you know, because of going through the wormhole, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he's been there that much longer. And I found that to be a pretty interesting concept to, to kind of like mentally tackle like, wow, you know, you know, Hulk could have been, you know, as Bruce Banner puts, you know, kind of eloquently says, you know, how long is the, you know, the, the green guy been in the driver's seat, you know, it's like a madman taking over like an 18 wheeler 
and and so now he's now we find bruce also even more scared to become agitated and turn into the hulk because the hulk was in charge for so long and you know it's it's kind of interesting and also like the whole planet loves him yeah you know there's green stuff everywhere it's like carnival like in brazil costumes and like like green powder paint you know going everywhere and he's like he's the guy he's the dude like he's uh like the maximus of as this well world. he should be yeah as well he should be he's totally such a badass dude yeah um, as a matter of fact as a matter of fact on the issue of hulk i feel like i really 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 enjoyed that they had evolved the characters of thor and hulk in this movie i i love the fact that they moved them along mm-hmm. in their evolutionist characters thor is uh, his hammer no longer, no longer at his side. So you know they they came up with other ways to make him powerful. Right. He doesn't need the hammer, and that uh, you know he 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 uh, finds his power elsewhere, utilizes it, and is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Hulk. I felt like they they added dialogue to the Hulk. He 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 made everybody laugh. Half I I believe one third, if not half, of the laughs came from just just incredible dialogue coming from the Hulk. He he. If for those of you that haven't watched the movie yet, he he's like a he's kind of like a goofy kind of guy. He's not too intelligent, but the Hulk is sincere and he's truth. Everything he says is like something like a like a kid would say. Like you know how they say, okay, well, if you want the truth, ask a kid. Uh, everything he says is like truthful. It's right on, but it's through Hulk's filter, which is kind of mm-hmm. like slow, sluggish, little gumpy. Uh, his words aren't exactly you know too intelligent but i thought his character was great uh we saw some emotion there mm-hmm. uh we we saw his his uh attempts to connect with uh with uh valkyr and uh and the uh, and uh thor and uh yeah so he they, they made him they made his character come alive he's he wasn't just a brute in this movie um i appreciated that that they had evolved his character and made, made him more more of a a character with meat to him you know he, he, he's right. not just a I mean, he's already a giant big green piece of meat. But th- at this point, though, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's become... But I agree, though. It's, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the big parallel with Hulk and Banner is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But right. this Mr. Hyde is uh, is a, is the Hulk. It's like an unstoppable force. So, I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting parallel. And I agree. It, it's fun to see, you know, a little bit more of um, Hulk, you know, have a little bit of dialogue. We can kind of understand how Hulk thinks a little bit. He's like a big baby in yes. a way like very childlike oh. is kind of how i saw him like you know not right. very logical very you know emotional which makes sense it makes sense if it's the character um right. but yeah i agree it was fun to see it and i'm curious too what the repercussions are going to be going forward with no hammer for mm. for thor anymore part of me thought you know with um with doctor strange making a cameo in this film as well a great job by benedict cumberbatch one of my favorite actors of, cool scene, of, of this day yeah great, great scene yeah great scene i loved it yeah, yeah. i've been falling for 30 minutes <laughs> and it's, i laughed so hard it was so yeah. good oh man it was so good and but you know since he has the um, the time stone the the green infinity stone would he be able to take the shards of mjolnir rewind time back to bring back the hammer is that possible that could, would be awesome. Could that happen? I, I think Marvel will just let it appear. Honestly, I think Marvel. No, that's lazy. It's, it's. Oh, I agree. But like, not I said, gonna happen. I, 
I feel that it'll just in the next movie where Thor's in it, mm-hmm. he'll just be holding it in his hand like nothing happened. <laughs> no way, no way, no, no, no. I there, there has so to be okay. some cool nerdy way that it's got to happen. I don't know. Yeah. To me, that's that's I one way I think you could that. legitimately There's do it. It should be, but I just don't. I don't buy it. It's such a core element to Thor. You know, Thor yeah. has he's got the hammer. I mean, he's yeah. got the cool thunder powers, which were awesome it was cool right. to see like you know he's got more ability than just the hammer he is the right. true god of thunder and we got to see that in this film the dude can right. wield thunder and that made me happy awesome. yeah just go to another dying star and make a new one Pfft, no i think that's lazy that, that, i hope that doesn't happen i will be sad um but yeah um and then we also got to bid farewell to odin in this film as well so uh rest in peace odin played by the the fantastic anthony hopkins what did you guys oh, think of that Br- brilliant actor dude he's he's one of the greats mm-hmm. what'd you guys think of his um his i guess his parting and going to the to the next life going to i guess the asgardian valhalla or whatever whatever their afterlife is you know turning into mystical star beautiful dust <laughs> he evaporates um I've I've actually had a problem with his rendition of Odin for the last two movies. This movie and the last movie. Um, I, I listen. I am, if not the biggest fan of Anthony Hopkins. Um, his work is brilliant. Yeah, he is. My God, does he become the character? I just feel like he. I don't know if he missed the mark or if the character in itself. He's just weak. Um, I feel like Odin is so much stronger, is so much more powerful, is so much more, figuratively speaking, walks with your chest out and you're proud and you're you're a powerful man. The ground shakes beneath your feet. And I just felt like he was a withered, old, broken man who, mm-hmm. who was, since the the first one, I loved him in it. That's That's the Odin I wanted. That's the Odin I craved. Yeah, I, I love that Odin, strong, powerful. You defy me, then you're banished, and then boom, an explosion. Mm-hmm. Powers, very lightning yeah. shooting everywhere, dude. That's what I loved about Odin. Yeah, people. Very Kenneth Branagh, very theater, old school theater. You oh, know, dude, like a, a leader with presence. Yes, mm-hmm. and and when the frost giant spoke of him, you know, they they it's almost like they whispered his name, like he. He had that kind of rapport in the galaxy, in the universe, and mm-hmm. I just felt like the last one, where where they came, the last movie, they came and they stormed to Asgard, and 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 he played a little role in defending it properly. Like I know he could, mm-hmm. and you know he was weak, and his wife gets killed. You know, in um, this one, the same thing. Like he's just very withered. You know, um, uh, I. I I just felt like I, I wanted more from that character in this movie. Again, guys, I love Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I don't know if it's a writer's issue. I don't know if he's the, the brother's getting old. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Odin itself, the character, I feel like uh, there's in movies, there's two things that got to happen. Uh, one, you have to take advantage of powerful moments and scene to really drive it home and connect with the audience and, and, and just... And, and and get a, a one up a plus during that moment in the in, in a movie or a TV show. Feel the same thing with 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 uh, renditions of characters that you have moments that you have opportunities to really drive it home in opportunities in in, in moments in in TV shows and in movies. And Odin, I feel, is not 
finding those moments. He's not finding those spots, those opportunities to say, here I am, here I'm Odin. I'm one of the baddest dudes in the galaxy. You hear me roar, figuratively speaking. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it did feel like one of those things where, and I do know that that scene was a reshoot. Um, originally, I think they had the farewell or and even the shattering of Mjolnir happening in New York. I think some of the original teasers for Thor Ragnarok had that happening uh, either on Earth or yeah, in, no. in New York. you like a homeless old man, and I was actually kind of looking forward to that because I thought it was going to be cool. Yeah, like one of those things where it could have been a very different version of Odin. But at the same time, I appreciated the uh, the sentiment. Um, you know, going to this, like, um, what to me either looked like Norway or Ireland or Scotland and, right. um, very Viking, you know, rooted, uh, terrain in terms of our world and, and what we oh, would identify yeah. with it. Um, but, uh, I was kind of okay with it, but I'm kind of on the same boat with you too, Spartan. I mean, I thought Odin was, you know, a fantastic leader and it did feel, and you know, this could have been by design. He's getting very old. He's looking for a successor. He has one son that wants to rule way too much. And then he has another one that would be, at this point, he has grown and has enough experience to be a fantastic leader and doesn't want it at all because he feels like he could serve the realms better by being in it and a part of it. Um, And so it, it, it was an interesting dynamic to where maybe his best thought was to try to still pull out the best that he can from his sons to try to get them maybe to rule together despite, you know, Loki being Loki and right. maybe hoping Thor will one day take the, take the throne of Asgard as, you know, the, the, the protector of the right. nine realms. Right. And maybe we'll see that Thor. Maybe we'll get that, that Thor as well. And, um, what was also kind of, uh, ironic and maybe it is foreshadowing that it's going to happen. Um, during combat with, uh, Hela, Thor loses an eye. Yes, yes. Which I thought was uh, an interesting choice, and I'm curious to see the the repercussions of that within the film as well. You know, with the really cool futuristic eye patch, which I think looks awesome. Like, if I was going to have an eye patch, I want an Asgardian eye patch. Right. It's, like, shiny and metal and super cool. I want that. Super badass. Yeah. Absolutely. Super slick. I, I thought that was interesting as well that they went that route. Uh, as far as comics go, maybe uh, uh, maybe Zombie can answer that. Is that something that happens in the in the comics that he loses an eye? No, it's not. Not that I've ever seen. I've never seen a comic where Thor loses an eye. Interesting. Um, yes, Pazzy like loses an eye. That way. <laughs> like that they did it that way. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's I, like, do we I, need I to see him battle really, one? Right. Kind of like that. So, I'm not gonna lie. The ending scene of that movie of Thor was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. With Thor throwing the thing and Loki being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, it's not gonna go through me this time. I'm actually here." I was like, "Well, whoa, are you actually gonna like step up and like like mm-hmm. help and like are are you guys gonna like be cool now?" Hopefully. <laughs> That's what I was touching on earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, can can, can I we just be so. cool now? Like, yes. just be cool. Like, yeah, like truly, just start to work together. Because now, in a way, it's very. Um, I've heard the parallel to Battlestar Galactica, um, even though I haven't seen it. But you know, now it's very I, I much like. See it. Yeah, like it's very much now. Asgard is a. They're now a nomadic 
uh, people, you know, in the, by the end of the film, you know, with the big fight with Hela and, you know, now they're, they're all contained on one ship and they're together. And, mm. uh, before we get to that, to, to kind of the ending though, uh, what did you guys think of Hela, you know, played by, uh, the wonderful Kate Blanchett? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought I, she I was loved, cool. I loved her. I thought she was just great. Yeah, most definitely. And gorgeous. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that truly. Woman, that, woman, that woman does not age. She's, she's mm-hmm. uh, stunning. Yeah, she's aged very well. She's 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 beautiful. And, you know, um, she also, you know, Lady Galadriel in... Um, in Lord of the Rings as well, you know, she's, she does it. She has a great presence about her. You know, it's someone that you could tell is very classically trained, uh, in theater as well as, uh, film and television. Um, but I thought her character design was very cool. Also very reminiscent of, um, of the comics as well, you know, especially with like her headdress and everything, but you know, seeing how she fights, you know, she was seriously a force to be reckoned with. Dude, like yes. you did not oh. sleep on Hella. Like she was vicious, being able to pull like knives out of the ground, and uh, bro, she she wipes legions out. And then mm-hmm. her her confidence radiates from her so much. She speaks with with no hesitation. She gives commands with no hesitation because mm-hmm. she understands. Listen, you're gonna comply, or it's going to be your doom. She has that clear understanding. And uh, her her first steps on on Asgard, and she's making these proclamations to, to these people that are clearly outnumbering her, and she's speaking with such confidence. I loved it. Yeah, exactly. And what also was kind of a fun reveal as well is we found out that um, maybe the history of Asgard isn't what we thought it was. It maybe wasn't all rosy and gold. And wonderful. It was definitely one of those examples where history is written by the winners. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh you got to see, you know, that uh that beautiful, you know, mosaic or that uh you know fresco on the ceiling just be broken down and you see the real history of mm-hmm. Asgard. And it was, it um, was uh, done with blood, man. Yeah, a lot of blood. You know, mm-hmm. Hello is definitely a tool for Odin. And right. uh and so it was it was interesting to kind of, you know, get, you know, the this gold gilded city is kind of also being, you know, shown with uh, or done with blood as well. It's not just, oh, oh yeah. it's this beautiful, benevolent ruler. It's like, no, man, Odin and Hela laid down the law. Yes. And, you know, and you can kind of see, you know, maybe Odin maybe felt, you know, a bit of uh, guilt or a bit of, um you know, remorse. For what he did and maybe that's why he tried to change and you know banished um maybe banished hella for that yeah. reason and, you know maybe he just felt like oh I, I made a bit of a mistake on this one um right. and also yeah her giant puppy the giant wolf was also pretty sweet yes, yes. I, I i felt that interesting oh. that that he chose to keep uh the painting above there instead of destroying it he pretty much did a mural of just in front of it mm-hmm. he also had uh i mean i thought that was just very interesting that he chose to keep that history almost like okay i'll leave it there just in case or one day it will come to light and the truth will come out you know what i mean he yeah left it there yeah yeah like some part of him knew that it was right to not wipe it away but also felt enough guilt to try to cover it up right so, i mean it's exactly. it, it, it was an interesting choice by uh by odin and um 
And honestly, too, kind of made me think again with the dog, the giant wolf that she had as her pet and this army of undead that she was able to wield. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the funniest things I've seen Hulk do where he's talking to, to Tessa Thompson, uh, the, the last Valkyrie, and he's like, you want to know who I am? He jumps out and just thump, and just ragdolls and just smacks on the Rainbow Road. Amazing. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Just such yes. a great use of physical comedy and, and timing and, you know, a fun way to kind of have Hulk show up, you know, that it can just yeah. be a little bit silly, which I thought was fun. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How, how about um, how about the the. Since we're since we're talking about Hella and everybody, uh, Val Valkyrie and and uh, Hella, how how amazing were their two characters? Uh, two wow. two strong woman actors that I felt like just just made the the balance of characters and the movie so well balanced in this movie. Two mm-hmm. extremely charismatic, charming, uh, strong woman characters. I really enjoyed that and them two characters a lot. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, Kate Blanchett. I mean, as we were saying earlier, the woman's got a lot of gravitas, much like Anthony Hopkins and many English actors as well. Oh, yeah. These these are people that, and even Idris Elba as well, and Tom Hiddleston. Really, most of this cast you could tell have been classically trained either in theater or or just from that from that background. You know, these these people can really like. When they're there, they command your attention just by standing there. And Kate Blanchett Correct. definitely did that as well. And so did Tessa as well. I thought Tessa Thompson as the last uh the last Valkyrie um played it was it was a fun story of this redemption story of just like, you know, just really distraught from you know what happened to the Valkyries and what happened when they tried to fight Hela and take back Asgard and eventually, you know, turning around and becoming like someone who is really powerful can be relied on and definitely i'm curious to see what um what place she's gonna have going forward with um with you know the rebuilding of asgard Mm -hmm. and is she going to maybe lead the rebuilding of the valkyries or is she going to be you know still be the last valkyrie i'm kind of curious how that's gonna go as well yeah yeah as far as like comic book lore i'm not sure like if there's a, a new asgard that's gonna be built i mean zombie you know anything about that mm-hmm. i i don't i'm not i'm not as well versed in my like late thor comics like stuff that's out like years. i haven't read thor in a while but as far as i know this is where the movies are really starting to take away from comics, um, mm-hmm. at least Thor-wise. Um, I'm pretty sure once we get into like Infinity War and stuff like that, it's going to maybe come back a little bit. Um, but movies for me have always just like taken a few things that they liked and a, like, you know, rather than follow a strict like Civil War, which we won't get into. While the movie was great, it wasn't what I was looking for from a Civil War movie. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, I mean, like you, you, need to, you need to give people a reason to come see it. You know, I, th- I do think that it is a good thing that they're maybe starting to cherry pick a little bit. And, you know, kind of, you know, we were talking about it earlier with, um, you know, with the Planet Hulk storyline and kind of taking some elements of that and being able to bring it in um, to 
to a, another character story or find a way to bring it in because it is such a dynamic story. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do think that it's good that eventually now they're starting to find their own voice and be able to tell their own story. So it's not either not solely like, you know, super predictable. If you've read the comics, it can be kind of its own unique, its own unique entity, which I think is the ultimate goal. And I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, how infinity war is going to kind of, you know, unfold. What's that going to mean for, you know, characters as we know it, you know, the, the big ones, like, you know, Captain America and Iron Man and Thor Hulk and, you know, the characters that may, and like Ant-Man. I know. I'm very curious to see, because I always thought when guardians first came out that they were going to be the bridge for, um, for infinity war, like finally bringing that across. And then I was like, well, maybe it'll be Dr. Strange, but now Mm. it definitely does seem like, you know, Thor being the catalyst and the bridge for uh, for Loki and the first Avengers film, our first big team up. It definitely looks like Thor might be, you know, be the final catalyst and the bridge to bringing Infinity War to Earth and to the MCU as we know it. Right. Have you right. seen the leaked footage from Comic Con? I have not. Like I, have? I have not. Well, then, then you are correct. I'll just say that You're, it's Thor. <laughs> right and, and, and it seems to be that way like it, it didn't that didn't seem like it's a big shocker i mean one of the post-credit scenes kind of gives you a, a big wink and a nudge of what's coming um and so i'm very excited for it i mean what infinity wars next year next uh next may or something like that early yeah. next year yeah so very excited for that um and then um how about the stanley cameo one of the best ones i mean if anyone's gonna cut thor's hair it's got to be Stan Lee. Who else can the, who else can cut the Thunder God's hair? Come on! Cr- crazy crazy device in his hand. I start laughing. I'm like, oh my, he's gonna kill him. He's right like, now. I'm a little <laughs> shaky. Just hold still. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's, it's so, so goofy. I loved it. Yeah, <clears throat> so good. Really good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they continue to play pay homage to him and stuff like that. It's it's always a good thing to see him in the movies. Mm-hmm. So um. As we kind of, I guess, start to kind of wind things down <clears throat> a little bit here, since we, we've kind of gotten towards the uh, the end of the film, um, I personally loved the heck out of Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was, you know, like we were saying, a, a fun ride, and um, just just really, it was. A, they added some comedy to what has been very um, a more serious Marvel film, you know, the or at least more like uh, dramatic. You know, the Thor films are very more like theater, old school theater and stuff like that. And now you have someone like Chris Hemsworth having a little bit of fun, joking around and being good at it. You know, mm-hmm. the dude now has a lot going for him. He's super handsome, super cut and also funny. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. It's a dangerous combo. And uh, but it was fun, though, to kind of see, you know, a lot of these characters get a chance to flex a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. get a chance to kind of do a little bit more and grow in terms of um, the breadth of their effect within the films, not just being, you know, very, you know, Shakespearean style characters. Like now they seem to fit. They've shown that their characters have been around the block a little bit. They kind of know what's going on. And, um, and also too, before I even forget too, the choice to destroy Asgard, the only way to beat Hela, who's drawing her power from Asgard, bring out the monster that is set to kill mm-hmm. Asgard and bring yes. about Ragnarok. I thought right. that was kind of a fun twist. That was amazing. It, it was it was a, a major leadership decision that he had made. 
and it was uh, the correct one. He saved everybody. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he could save everybody else, but also know that he's going to destroy their home. Like, you know, Asgard, right. as we know it, is gone. And then, you know, you have the line, you know, Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. Sure, that's which, awesome. But, like, which you know... Oddly enough, it fulfills the Ragnarok prophecy of, mm-hmm. of Armageddon and Asgard being destroyed. So it fulfilled it. Yep. Yep. And so it's it was one of those things where it's like, cool, that's that's how it happens. And so I guess Hela technically has no power anymore. And I guess as far as we know, Hela's gone? Question mark? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd like to see the body. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things where, I mean... Isn't uh, Thanos supposed to be someone who is trying to please the goddess of death? He's trying to woo her by, you know, bringing about so much destruction. If that's kind of the case, then part of me thinks Hela might still be around. Yeah. In some some way. I don't think we've seen the last of her just yet. If I had to be a betting man. Um, yeah. But we'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, zombie, any final thoughts? I think that this was a welcome... Uh, divergence from the past seriousness seriousness franchise and it was a nice breath of fresh air for the marvel universe and you know it's kind of reminded me of um what i think i liked more about the first thor movie than the second thor movie um i enjoyed it it was funny um but it also had its serious moments and it was a good time that's what i like about movies if if they show me a good time satisfied <laughs> spartan what else what, what do you got for us any final thoughts i i feel that when you critique a movie properly you have to be unbiased and i feel that we can sit here we can say all the positive things in the world to keep keep the, the, the vibes in, in your stream and in chat as positive as possible. But that's not what this is about. This is about <laughs> truth. This is about proper, proper critiques. So I will say this and I probably will upset both of you, but it's fine because we're critiquing properly, right? Yes. Now. Um, I give it a seven out of 10. Okay. I give it a, I give it a seven out of 10. Um, I feel like uh, the things that you guys are saying you liked about it, uh, I feel like it. I this is again my opinion. I feel like it was a little bit of the weakness of the movie. I felt like it leaned too much towards a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like 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 Thor Ragnarok is suffering from an identity crisis. I feel like it's not able to figure out who and what it wants to be. Interesting. I feel I feel that it's it's you know going towards the eighties you know the, the, this film isn't in the eighties you know the, but it's it's trying to it's trying to get some of those vibes some of that some of that look just like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy does, but here he, I think this this statement right here is going to totally uh, encompass my my thought. Hela comes in, she's dark, she's beautiful, mm-hmm. she's strong very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately Thor and Loki see her. They go. It's morphin' time, and they 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 get in their outfits. You know, they're ready for war. The first moment of their meeting. I mean, this this lady is a badass. She goes and starts wiping people out immediately, and I'm talking about yep. hundreds of people mm-hmm. killing them mercilessly. Yeah. Okay. A true killing I machine, mean, living up to her name of being the guy. Oh my death. gosh, yes. And it's such like I like I talked about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this in future future um, segments. Taking the moment to to get 
to get a scene and 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 making it powerful. And the scene where she first appeared on Asgard was a powerful scene. And she went to town on everybody, cutting people down. Uh, like you said, living up to her name, the goddess of death, bringing death destruction and then the next scene five minutes later we're sitting here chuckling with with thor and hulk or we're laughing our ass off da, 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 da. right like, i just i like we're, we're witnessing the murder of th- of hundreds of people if not thousands and then we're chuckling with with thor and hulk about silly stuff like slapstick humor silly mm-hmm. it's great it's cool at the end i give it a seven because i feel the movie in, in short three three letters it was fun to watch it was so fun to watch it was so fun to laugh mm-hmm. but i believe that at the at the end of the at the end of the day i feel like thor himself is a little bit more of a more of a serious character he's he's a powerful man he's the god of thunder and um i just feel like they they tried to to i feel like they tainted his character a little bit by making him too silly um i feel like uh that's that shouldn't be the route his character should go I feel like uh, um, kind of more Loki-ish, where I mean not Loki, I'm sorry, um, Odin, where he should start kind of leaning in that direction, where he's just a, a powerful mm. being who knows what he wants. He's a leader. He's powerful. Yeah. He says it. The the mountains move. People obey. He speaks. People listen. Mm-hmm. Lightning's in his eyes. You know, what I mean, like like right. that. Instead, he went clown slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. Um, scenes where he's sitting in the seat in front of uh, Jeff and. And he throws his arms up, I'm the god of thunder. And then everyone starts laughing in the theater. I'm just like, come on, man. You're more than that. You know what I mean? Scenes mm-hmm. like that. Um, I feel like at the end of the movie, that's the Thor I wanted. That's the Thor I hope he's evolving to. And, and the movie as well. Um, he, he saves everybody. He makes that super tough decision. To allow Asgard to be just uh, allow Asgard to be destroyed, uh, mm-hmm. he finally he finally fulfills what his father Odin wanted. He, he he fully encompasses the god of thunder, becomes that, and it and he he beats everybody up, saves the day, makes the tough decision, right. and is that leader. Um, that's what I wanted. That's why I hope continues on. But I felt like the movie was a little wishy washy, back and forth on what it was really about. Again. At the end, it was a great movie and it was fun to watch. Seven for me, I'll mm-hmm. buy a seven movie. I'll watch a seven movie again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do believe it was the best of the Thors. And I do believe uh, it was, uh, I'd say, top six, top seven of, of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. It's definitely, to me, it is the best Thor of the three. Um, right. it, it was definitely the most entertaining story, the most... Uh, most engaging for me i had the most fun and I, I i agree with your sentiment as well definitely fun to watch those are very ex- those are perfect three words uh for this film um and you know a very kingly decision he had to make you know choosing to destroy you know asgard you know he he is leading the people you know he took a throne on the ship and you know he he has assumed the role of the leader of asgard with loki by his side as a partner not mm. a adversary right which i thought was a a finally like off oh, at last you know they could stop yeah. being you know at odds with each other like loki seems to finally have you know settled in as right. a savior and a guardian of asgard and the realms um mm. and it also was one of those things too during this film even during the trailers 
I felt like this is trying, this is Marvel. I'm wondering, is this an experiment or is this a change in voice where they want to try to capitalize on the hype and the love and the positive reception of guardians and guardians Two, And, you know, kind of branch that into their other heroes. And I feel like maybe this could be a test to see how that feels. Okay. It was received quite well. I'm curious to see what infinity war will be like. Um, and just kind of how things go from there. And as far as like the funny and the, the witty humor or not the witty humor, but just the fun dialogue, you know, like stuff with, uh, you know, with Korg and, um, Taika is a very great, uh, comedic dialogue writer. You know, I, again, I encourage people to go see what we do in the shadows and hunt for wilder people. You know, if you want to see his sensibilities and kind of how that, you know, came to the Marvel movies, um, you'll find it there. You'll see Taika's uh, special sauce and special seasoning that he brought to this film. And um, that's one thing that's been very interesting to see with the Marvel movies as well is you could tell that there is a definite heavy hand that is guiding the story somewhere intentionally and with purpose without mm. much deviation. But it's almost like with TV these days, a lot of directors that are being brought in that are that are very big and are very known for things. You can see little elements of them. But if it's a part of like a, a larger standing show it, it doesn't deviate too much. It's not like maybe fully their own, but they're getting to bring in some stuff that makes them unique. And that's what makes it fun. And so mm-hmm. I definitely saw a lot of that with Taika and, uh, and this film. Uh, yeah, but it is one of those movies too. I definitely plan on buying this movie. I will definitely watch it again. It was a ton of fun. Oh yeah. And um, it oh, is yeah. like I was saying earlier, it's uh, it's one of my top five Marvel films for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe on um, when the next show, I guess comes around, well, uh, what I'm, what we'll maybe do is maybe do like a top movies of 2017 that you saw, like new releases, and maybe we'll go into into that discussion later. That um, that'd be great. Being that you know December is right around the corner and mm-hmm. it's the end of the year, and uh, that'd be really cool to do that. Yeah, and so oh, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and um, so I think that's gonna kind of do us for uh, for this one. And uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today for our Thor Ragnarok discussion. Um, before we wrap up, though, um, I want to give everyone a chance to kind of, you know, talk about where we can find you if we want to interact with you more, either online or um, on Twitch or Twitter, wherever you guys are. Uh, Zombie, where can we find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at um, Liza, which sounds strange, but I'll I'll type it in chat so people know what I'm talking about. And then you can find me on Twitch uh, at zombie girl i don't really do a lot of streaming but i want to change that so you know who knows things might change when i have free time i work two jobs so good deal good deal Pre- nice and uh spartan where can we find you yeah so um twitch and twitter uh and also psn if you guys want to play some games with me um it is uh it is Spartan God 56. Uh, I was lucky enough to, to, to get it on all three. And uh, yeah, I also have Discord. Um, God, I wouldn't even know how to put that. But yeah, Spartan God 56, you can find me on, on all three, PSN, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's been a pleasure uh, uh, being here, hanging out with your community. And it's always a pleasure talking with you, Cap. Uh, uh, you're, you're a brilliant man. Hey, thank you so much, man. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Appreciate For it. Sure. 
And yeah. um, guys, if you are watching this somewhere else, if you're watching it on uh, iTunes or if you're listening on iTunes or watching this on YouTube or somewhere else, because uh, we do plan to push this out, we're going to definitely put it on as many platforms as we can um, because I love, you know, movies and TV and stuff like that. And I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of help get people here and uh, give people a chance to, you know, join in and, you know, meet some more like-minded people that like movies, TVs, and maybe even video games too. Uh, but you can find me here on uh, twitch.tv slash Captain McFly, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-M-C-F-1-Y. You can find me on Twitter at Captain McFly TV. And uh, if you want to tune in live, feel free to, you know, find us there and uh, we'll post out our our date for our next AV Club meeting, which we will have in December. Uh, the film is TBD. We, uh, it might be somewhat of a holiday-themed film. I think what we're going to try to do is honor what we said we're going to do, which is um, make it a film that you can either find on Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu, um, and then we'll you know post about it there. So keep your eyes peeled in Discord or on Twitter. I'll make the announcement then. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our second episode of AV Club. Uh, we'll be jumping into... Uh, our continued playthrough of Alien Isolation after this. We're going to take a short break so I can uh, get some stuff swapped over. But again, thank you so much, uh, Zombie Girl and Spartan, for joining me this month. You guys are awesome. And, no uh, problem. Thanks, thanks a lot, for guys. Having me, man. And we'll see you on the next one.